Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. In the same way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the months, He chose out of them Ramadan to give extra reward to, to His servants. And by the same token, when He created the days, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose the first ten days of Dhul Hijjah to be the best. So these ten days that we're in at the moment is a season of worship that has so many benefits to it. It's the opportunity for us to correct our faults and to make up for any shortcomings or anything that we may have missed. Maybe we've missed opportunities in Ramadan and we're now regretting it. And now there's the chance to make up for that. We can involve ourselves in some kind of worship through which we can draw closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has honoured these days that we are in because he swears an oath by them in the Qur'an and swearing an oath by something is an indication of its importance and of its great benefit. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, by the dawn and by the ten nights, and we know by one of the companions has said, uh, and some of the earlier and later generations have said that this refers to the first ten days of Dhul Hijjah, and Ibn Kathir says that that is the correct opinion. So these ten days are considered the most honourable and the best days of the year. And in a hadith, the Prophet Muhammad said, There is no day more honourable in Allah's sight and no acts more beloved to Allah than those in these ten days. So say the tahleel, La ilaha illallah. Say the takbir, Allah is greatest, Allahu Akbar. And the tahmeed, all praises to Allah, alhamdulillah, a lot on these days. Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, reports that the Messenger of Allah said, No good deeds done on other days are superior to those done on these days, meaning the these ten days of Dhul Hijjah. And the companions asked, O Messenger of Allah, not even jihad in the way of Allah? And the Prophet Muhammad said, Not even jihad, except for the man who puts his life and wealth in danger for Allah's sake and returns with neither of them. So why are these days so special? So one of the great scholars has said that the apparent reason is that they're so special because the greatest acts of worship of Allah occur in these 10 days and it doesn't happen in any other days of the year. So that means we will be praying. So salah, uh, charity, fasting and hajj, which obviously doesn't happen at any other time of the year. So what can we do in these 10 days? Well, we mentioned the praising of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So to say, La ilaha illallah, to say Allahu Akbar, to say Alhamdulillah, to say Subhanallah, but also to say Astaghfirullah, which means asking Allah for forgiveness. The Prophet Muhammad wasallam said, whoever wants their book given to them on the day of judgment and they are happy, in other words, to be given the book in their right hands and to be happy to receive that book, then let them do a lot of istighfar, a lot, a lot of seeking forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So really to find every opportunity in these 10 days to be thinking of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to be mentioning the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to praise him, even in those kind of small pockets of time that really, you know, our minds are just wandering, maybe we're uh, going to work, maybe we're doing the house housework, maybe out in the shops or, you know, wherever you are, when you have that little bit of kind of mental spare time, then we should be praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One of the scholars said, it's impossible for you to claim you love Allah 
and not praise him continuously. And it is impossible that you praise Allah continuously and not see the sweetness of that in this life. And it is impossible that you see the sweetness of praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then be preoccupied with other than him. What else can we be doing in these days other than glorifying Allah uh, with our praises? Well, we can fast in these days. The Prophet Muhammad said, Whomsoever fasts for the sake of Allah will get for each day, they will be further from the hell by a trench, the distance that the sky is from the hellfire. So imagine if you fast these 10 days, how far you will be from the hellfire. And we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives those who do good deeds seven times as much reward, up to 700, except for fasting. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said that that is purely for him and only for him. And we know that fasting is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and prayer is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and dhikr is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But why do you think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala specifically said fasting was just for him? Because it's that secret form of worship when no one else knows about it. No one else knows if you really fasted or if you just pretended to fast. And that is why the reward of that is so large that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself will compensate clearly for it. And not just, uh, that's why there's no number put on this. You know, like we know that this is up, some deeds are, you know, up to 700 times we can get rewarded for that one good deed. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even doesn't put a limit of, a, of such a big amount as 700 on the reward of fasting for his sake. Something else that we can do on these days, giving in charity. Obviously, all these things that we've mentioned so far, you know, fasting, dhikr, giving in charity, they're all things that we should be doing throughout the year, but more so in these first 10 days of Dhul Hijjah. Ibn Kathir said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will replace the charity given in this life by giving the charitable believer the same back or more in the life after with reward. And then a very obvious one, we should be reciting Qur'an. I mean, this should be a daily habit but more so during these days. And then making continuous and consistent dua. And we know that there are times that dua is more likely to be accepted. And among them will be, for example, the last third of the night, between the adhan and the aqama, um, and in sujood. So amongst that, we mentioned one of the, of the great deeds of worship that we can do, and that's praying in the night time when others are asleep. And we know that the Prophet Muhammad he never left the prayer of nighttime. And we know that in nighttime prayer, the most the the best time to be praying, you know, the most sincere kind of time to, to take out for yourself is that last third of the night. So if we can we should be waking up before the Fajr Salah starts. Maybe inshallah, if you're fasting, then obviously you're going to be waking up inshallah for suhoor. So take a little bit, even if it's just 10 minutes, and do a two rakah salah, just a two rakah salah. And you know what, subhanallah, if you do that with sincerity, that will be more, it will be more valuable to you on the day of judgment than anything else. Because we know that somebody who prays just even a two rakah salah with complete sincerity and attention, then, then the reward for that is so immense. Then the pinnacle of these ten days is the ninth day of Dhul Hijjah. And this is the day of Arafah. So for those who aren't on Hajj and subhanAllah this year in this in these COVID times that we're in, subhanAllah there's very, very few people 
allowed to make Hajj at the moment, and I think it's only the the local people, and there's even there's a, a limit of I think about a thousand people that are allowed to make Hajj. So the majority of the world is not there uh, in Mecca in these days of Dhul Hijjah. So for the majority of the Muslims of the world now, we will be fasting on this ninth day of Dhul Hijjah, inshallah, on the day of Arafah. And the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu said, there is no day that Allah will free people more than the day of Arafah. There is no day that shaitan is seen more miserable than that day. And that's because it's a day where all of the work that he's done so far is in vain. Because people on Arafah are repenting and those obviously not on Hajj this year are fasting and asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. And fasting this day, fasting the ninth day of Dhul Hijjah, the day of Arafah, will forgive a year of sins that you have done so far last year and the forthcoming sins that you will be doing in the forthcoming year. We know that the Prophet Muhammad said fasting on the day of Arafah is an expiation for two years, the year preceding it and the year following it. And then we, he carried on in the same narration to say fasting the day of Ashura, the 10th day of Muharram, is an expiation for the year preceding it. And then the last thing to mention about the days of Dhul Hijjah is for those who are financially able to to perform the Qurbani or the the offering, the sacrifice. And subhanAllah, I mean, if you look at this word Qurban, it comes from the word Qareeb, which means to seek nearness. So by offering the sacrifice, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't need anything that we do, but we are showing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a commitment to to commemorate and emulate Ibrahim when he was commanded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to sacrifice his only son Ismail and he never even hesitated he was always ready to do what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded of him that's how great his love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was so by by commemorating Ibrahim salam, and that's really what the Hajj is all about it's commemorating Ibrahim and his family Hajar salam, you know when they do the Sa'i the Safa Tamarwa seven times this is commemorating her sacrifice for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so commemorating the faith that this family of Ibrahim salam, had we ourselves are pledging that we will also try our hardest to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to unflinchingly obey him, even when we find it difficult. I mean, subhanAllah, for Ibrahim alayhi salam, there must have been some pain in his heart when he was commanded to sacrifice his only son, Ismail alayhi salam, but he did it without any complaints, without any wavering. And really, this is our example. We should be like this when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us to and he never commands us to do anything as difficult as that. What is he commanding us to do? To worship him alone, to be grateful to him. None of this is difficult when you really think about it. So by offering the Qurbani, seeking our nearness, our closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, showing, showing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala our obedience to him and our willingness to obey him. This is what we are doing by performing the Qurbani. So these are the days of Dhul Hijjah. The days of asking Allah to forgive us, the asking, the seeking of repentance, the worshipping of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We're told that they're the best 10 days of the year to increase upon the good that we do. But also the flip side is all also there. If we're going to get 
extra, extra reward for any good that we're doing in these days. We also be, need to be incredibly mindful of anything that we're doing that is displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because that is magnified too. So be careful what you look at. Be careful what you listen to. Be, be careful what what you're involved in. Be careful what you say. This is, this is you know, a big one, isn't it? Because the slip of the tongue, you know, we're very quick to say things without thinking, subhanAllah. But to remember, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can and will accept repentance for all kinds of sins and he can and he will forgive them. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, say, O my slaves who have transgressed against themselves by committing evil deeds and sins, despair not of the mercy of Allah. Truly Allah forgives all sins. Truly he is the oft forgiving, the most merciful. So with that I'll finish. I ask that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives us for our shortcomings and that we take advantage of these sacred days, these best 10 days of the year, and we take advantage of seeking the mercy and the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ameen. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Glory and praise be to you, O Allah. I bear witness that there is no one worthy of worship except you. I beg of you your forgiveness and repent to you. Ameen.